This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first and latest edition of the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast, to be named later. <laughs> My name is Dennis Chase, and I am here with Dan Murphy. Hello there, everyone. We are it. And we're going to start off today by talking about the goalkeeping situation at Bolton Wanderers. The most notable news in that department has been the forced use of Manchester United loanee, Mr. Amos, and his early performances. So, Dan, yeah. what do you think yes. of the lad so far? I think I'm really quite impressed with him, actually. I've, he's obviously been around for a few years like, and not had a, much of a chance at United, but since he's come in, I've been impressed with how just how mature and composed he's been in our goal. He's sent a real calming influence up the team. Even though the goal against Reading, he could have done better on, in fairness. But you can't really hold too much against the lad. Nobody's perfect, I suppose. No, no, of course not. His distribution, though, is a lot better compared to Lonergan's. And Bogdan's is probably the same to Bogdan, but his kicking is so accurate. I think the goal against Brighton led from his kick and Heskey flicking it on, so... Yeah, it's a lot better when you can have that type of contribution from the keeper. An old-fashioned uh, UC, UCSK line into Kevin oh, Davies' right. flick-on type goal. Right. re the good old days. <laughs> How we long for them. <clears throat> Indeed. So I believe um, Andy Lonergan is just about recovered from his... Yeah, I think I think he's been giving him some time and he to just rest a bit since he was such a Bellinger. Mm, might still be a little longer for Bogdan, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but he, it was weird because I didn't. Lennon came out a couple of weeks after saying it wasn't as bad as first feared, and he's still been out for ages. I miss him so much. Mm. He's he's easily the best. Yeah, well, we talked about on uh, Twitter during the last game. There seemed to be maybe some issues with our physios and training staff and the recovery yeah. time. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to like poke, I'm not going to poke blame or anything because I know absolutely nothing about the anatomy of a human being. But you have to, after five years of having the most injuries I've ever known, like I'd be willing to bet in the last five years we've had more month longer injuries than we've actually scored goals. It's been that much. <laughs> like it's, it can't just be completely all that horrendous look. A bit of it must be this problem there or just something's not working so I'd like maybe a bit of a look into that in the summer see if we can sort it out because it's a bit scary mm. well when Coyle was in there were lots of stories that he wasn't yeah. using any of the technology that Big Sam had brought in 
Yeah, there was. He seemed like a traditional guy, doesn't he? Like, doesn't want to fuss about with all that technology stuff. But obviously, it has just since Kyle came in. Really, it just has seemed like we had so many injuries. It is a bit bewildering, and obviously it comes at a cost. Yeah, relegation, but because um... well, yeah. that was Chungi's injury, wasn't it? In the year we went down. Missing Chungi for all that season and obviously Holden, but that was just a given. It cost us so much. Lost the, the spirit of our team, basically, that nearly got us. Well, had us in the top eight for most of the that year, Kyle's good year, then yeah. dropping to 14th as soon as Stu's knee went. Well, which I think also remember that season, you know, Mark Davies missed a lot of time, although well, I guess that's it, not news. That's just part of the course, that isn't it? <laughs> oh, Sparky. But we also had some defensive injuries. I think uh, going into the season, we thought that Zat Knight was going to be finally pushed to the periphery. He ended up playing yeah. the whole second half, and then at the end, we had to throw people into central defense. Yeah, like I think Ricketts played time and sent them back at points, and yeah. fucking. We've had to play. Ah, we just get so bad with injuries with the amount of. It tells us all. Because I have no idea. I don't get how we can be so unlucky. It's just when you've got to constantly write reports on players being out for a few weeks, it's just devastating. I think the Clough one especially is just... Oh, breaks my heart. Yeah, that's a, that's a good place to go right now, I think. Actually, uh, today is his, his 20th birthday. I know. Happy birthday, Zach. If you are listening, we hear, we hear people like to read us, so maybe you'll listen too. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll be more of a supportive one than some others. Oh no, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now they have voices to die. Like they can picture our, who they're hating. They can, there's something tangible to plaster their despise on because they have voices now. Mm. Oh, it's not yeah. good. Now that my accent has been exposed, oh, no. I suspect there's going to be a whole new... <laughs> yeah, the stupid yank calls are going to come flying in. More than one, I'm sure. Oh, I... But looking at Cloth, so I think he, uh, after he burst on the scene, yeah. he missed some time initially for yeah, injury. He did his hammy in the, against Wigan, I think. Yeah. So he maybe, I think he did it in training, actually. Was it? Yeah, yeah I think... I, it was either in training or like at the end, very end of the Wigan game, so like and he like played through it or something. But yeah, it was not fun. And then when he came back, he obviously done so well. So I think probably five goals in nine games since he's come back from his first one. So yeah, well, I was going to say it almost feels like he's been playing longer than he has. He's yeah, made he's, he's made six starts in the league, two more in the cup. That's mental. Six a couple of sub appearances. Yeah, it's, it feels that's just testament to how mature and how how good he is. Like, he's just fitted into the team, absolutely no issues at all, and just bossed it. Really, we are really going to miss him because I don't know. It's just like he's been a match winner for us in recent games, like Brighton. Good example when we were just lacking a bit of quality. We were controlling the game, but just lacking a bit of quality to really um, push on, and then um, he. Won it with an amazing turn and finish. I really didn't understand how he did it, but yeah, it, we will miss him. 
and it's been his his movement I think that's allowed you know yeah. good Johnson and Lafondra to be able to play yeah. some some good passes. Yeah, his link up play is really he's just a really intelligent player. It's mental how young he is, but how much spatial awareness he has. Like his vision, his um, intelligence far past himself. It's just beyond. It's well beyond his years, his tender years. How good he actually is, and it's obviously people have always um you know blown smoke up young players' asses before thinking they're the best thing since sliced bread and all that. But the cuff is special. You can just tell just straight away. It will, it, hopefully we can keep him long enough to see it come to full fruition yeah so the injury is a, a dislocated shoulder um, yeah yeah can you tell the people at home maybe how it happened exactly in the game well uh, yeah um, well he was coming in for a challenge with Chalabar against and don't even get me started on that Reading game because I'm so angry about it but um, he went in for a challenge on Chalabar and they were contesting for the ball and Chalabar basically tripped him up from behind and he landed on his shoulder and it's gone straight away. And devastatingly enough. Mm. Yeah, well, at least it's an injury that'll allow him to still keep his fitness, still yeah. be training. I think, obviously, it's heartbreaking because he's been so good he's out. It's like he's been snatched away from us. But I think it could have a silver lining there because he, he's not... Obviously, he's a wee lad, so... And he's a bit slight in his stature so hopefully if he's got slight now till the start of next season to really hit the gym put some muscle on and all that and come back a bit stronger he could he could easily be scoring 20 odd goals for us next season if he comes back just that little bit stronger so he can't contest in the more physical games because against Reading even though he was the player in the first half he was he was easily beating players by turning on him and they had no idea to deal with him but when they caught up and they could just shove him he was pushed off the ball quite easily and it did lead to his injury so Hopefully he can just strengthen up a little bit and he'll be unstoppable. Part of that is this league and the officials in this league as well, though. I mean, Dogs. Yeah. The, have, have we got rules on swearing on this podcast? Cause I go for it. That referee was fucking abysmal. The, the worst. I've seen some shit referee performances in my young days but he was by far the worst he was just straight from before the game started he came out wearing the same colour kit as Reading and he was just abysmal and the linesman that we're not and was kicked right in front, literally an inch in front of the linesman landed in a heap and he didn't give anything and now he's out for the season too there were so many I'm man I hope, hope I'm not getting too angry and sounding like shit on this but hey ho <laughs> no no tell us what you really think well, well, it's just I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised we didn't go down to 10 men because I thought Mills was going to rip his spine in half. He would shout at him that much. And Mills was one of the main ones who was getting it first. Like, he would get dragged all over the show in the box and one defending headers and then give it, he would eat. Then the referee judged him of him fairer than other players. And it's abysmal. When you've got officials like that who. It's a dangerous danger game, isn't it? We've lost. With this game on the Forest game, we've had them a couple of weeks ago, we had. Five injuries, like, I know the Wheater one, the Wheater one was, you know, these hamstrings, so we can't do anything about that, but the other four were all preventable if a referee could be a bit more stronger and take a better command of the game. I love that photo of Mills, where he's oh, yeah. gone into the group yeah. of Reading players, looks like he's going to kill somebody. Yeah. Last friend Clough went down, and you can just, and he just didn't give it, and the, the, and the, and the absolute biggest piss take was when Mackie equalised in the dying minute, 
then came over dancing like a prat to his celebration, which I'm not, I'm not, he took the, took the piss out of us like right in front of where I was sat. I'm not asked about that, it's just a bit of fun. But when he started feigning an injury right in front of us and um, just taking the piss out of his fellow professionals who had gone off injured and the game itself and then didn't even get booked for the obvious wasting time, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, it's it's been a rough week in that regard for Still, yeah. Bolton Wanderers, indeed. Yeah, last minute equalizers are not nice. Tell you that much. Well, the defending is a whole other story that I think we'll probably get to at a later time. Yeah, well, it's weird because I never think we well defeat was shite against Reading, but I don't think we actually most of the time defend that badly. We just seem to. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just blind to it, but I think we defend all right, and then we just switch off and end up conceding. But obviously, obviously, some are bad. Like the Watford game, the defender for the for most of the goals was horrendous. So I just completely contradicted to myself. Good start. Start as you mean to go on. That's what I say. Mm, I think um, two of the four goal games I can sort of understand because the players just ran themselves into the ground against Liverpool and were obviously yeah, yeah. shells of themselves coming out. Yeah. Especially yeah, they were midweek and then it was only a couple days later. Yeah, the Rotherham game first minute we got battered 4-1 I think. Yeah, it's not 4-2 it went not it because trust God. But yeah, we, obviously there is there is a reason for it because they are just knackered after those games but you can't you gotta be. You've gotta just be better prepared for it than they were, and they crumbled completely. But what can you do? Here? What's being done? Hopefully that that will happen to Blackburn on Tuesday, and they'll be shite. So we can batter them by four goals. You know that would be nice, especially since the best defender can't play against us. Baptiste. He did have a very good game against Liverpool, though. He did. He was unlucky not to score as well when he um, got the header cleared off the line. But yeah, yeah. Mignolet, really nice save. Yeah, I could see him coming back into the first team next year, actually. But mm, I could see Lennon wanting him, but I could also see Baptiste wanting to go because he, you know, he didn't leave on the best of terms with our delightful fan base. Yeah, well, it will be a very interesting summer. It will be. There'll be a lot of movement. I feel. But all right, I think that's that. About does it for segment number one of the soon-to-be-famous Lion of the Inner Suite podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. No worries, mate. Thank you. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the latest segment of the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast. Cheesy name to be announced later. I'm here right now with the return of the great Dan Murphy and the addition of one of our favorite Lion of Vienna Suite writers, Chris Manning. (laughs) Yeah, in the top one anyway. Definitely the most loved of the masses. (laughs) And in this segment, we're going to be discussing Mr. Neil Lennon and his first season here at the Macron Stadium. I almost said the Reebok there. So Chris Manning, your love of Mr. Lennon is well documented. Why don't you start off? What do you think of the man's job so far? Gosh, I... I wonder if he had uh, if he has second thoughts. To be honest with you, I, I really don't like saying it, but I think I wonder if he ever had second thoughts since coming in. 
Oof. There's a really good phrase that I like, and it's it's making chicken salad out of chicken shit. And I think that's what he's doing at the minute in time. He, he, he's been left an absolute mess by, by that clown who was here before. Doing well at Forest, give him credit. But well, I think he's making the very, very best of a bad situation. I, I wonder whether this is as good as it's going to get under Lennon with this squad. I think the, the summer the summer's going to be huge. Ship out all the dead wood, all the ones he doesn't like, all the ones that we don't like, some of the ones that we do like. It's going to have to be Lennon's team from next season, and I think that is when we'll see the true Neil Lennon Bolton Wanderers come to the fore. I think that we've got good players, we've got average players, we've got average players who can be good players. We've got the likes of Mills, uh, Craig Davies, Lonergan, Dan's Feeney. Championship players, fine, no more than yeah. that. Mills, especially. Mills is a funny player. He, he, he looks like an absolute titan one minute, next yeah. minute. He looks no better than, than Fat John at the Dog and Duck Club on a Sunday morning playing half cut. You know, he's he's one of them. And I think we've got plenty of people, plenty of people who will easily help us finish 15th in the championship mm. every single season. But that's not good enough. We need to be looking for top half playoffs going up automatically next season. So I think maybe some tough love, a few tough decisions, and I think Lennon will not be afraid to make them. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I was thinking about. I was thinking about this yesterday because I was thinking about Beckford being on loan at Preston and thinking how good he is in League One. It's like, I think our problem with this, this, the problem in our squad is we've got too many players who would who are great for League One but are okay in the Championship. Mm. So, like, if you put drop feet, I, I'm a resolute defender of Feeney, as I've often claimed, but I think if you place him into a League One team, he's going to be a lot better than he is in the Obviously, as every player, but he'd be a world beater in League One. But in the championship, he is just an alright. He's a cog for the machine and that a functional player. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the players, we've lost too many players who were very good in the championship and would probably be alright in the Premier League, like Eagles and a few others like that. Do you not think that the the fact that we've come to sort of love and and, and respect people like? Dance, not picking on yeah. him in particular, but just on, on on anyone in the team like that. I don't want to get playing on yeah. Twitter again, but, but <laughs> that is that is the reality of our new situation. Is that they are they are our new heroes. When we were in the that, Premier League, yeah. you had Mwamba, you had Cohen, Holden, people like that who were all ten times ten times better footballers, but we didn't really appreciate them at the time because we were then comparing them to the previous generation of Campo, yeah. Kopcha, people like that. In, we well, I think it it ultimately Sorry. comes down to a lot of these guys are role players. They can mm. they can do a job if there's someone mm. else for them to play off of, someone else yeah. to be more creative, more effective. You mm. know, like when uh, when we had a midfield of Stu Holden, Mark Davies, Fabrice Mwamba, yeah. and Chungi. You know, it didn't really matter what was in front of them or behind them because they were covering up so much. Yeah, true. I think it's true. A lot, it's like a, sorry, go on, go on then. Uh, I was just going to say, I feel like with those players, a lot of them were very, they could do lots of things like Holden, Davis, Chungi, they could do the, the, the tracking back and the tackling and they could do the dynamic forward play. Holden epitomised that. No one but a little less so, but still same type of thing. But with the players we have now, a lot of them are very just one dimensional and I think that's why you shipped out Spear and Amido because they are just literally two solid well, 
hardly solid anymore, but just their job, main job is tackling. They can't yeah, they else, whereas, they, you know, yeah, they can only they can only wear one hat at once, can't they? Speed yeah, and they're, they're never going to score you ten goals a season. They're never going to score no. you five goals a season, or even three. That no. you know, and when they're not for doing three, what they're yeah. there for, they become useless because they, they can't exactly. offer anything else. But whereas I think Patley and Dan's are a bit more, a bit more um, multi-use than the other two, and I think that's why they yeah, stayed, well, and that's why. I, I think they flourished. Yeah. Lennon's Stanza's form's gone down a little bit recently, but I still think since Lennon's come in, for the most part, he has been excellent playing in that deep role. I agree. I agree completely. And remember when he was under Friedman last year, he was played yeah. a lot further forward. And, yeah, and Lennon, well. Lennon really, really chose to uh, to drop him ten yards further back. And I think, uh, barring the last yeah. two or three weeks, he's been superb, no doubt. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, think versatility, versatility in the modern game, versatility is everything. I mean, yeah, exactly. the, the the number of players we've got in the, in the team that can play four or five positions, well, maybe not four or five, but two or three positions. You know, Tim Tim Ream, yeah. Dan's, and um, Feeney can play all across the midfield. We've seen Chungi play all across the midfield as well as Clough as well, who can play as a as a forward or as a, as a support striker. And Prattley will probably playing net if you ask him to. You know, there's <laughs> versatility is is invaluable this day and age. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the the Prattley well, situation showed. That you know, he's again, he's he's a role player. He does one or two things well. He runs his socks off, and that Lennon was able to put him in a position where he could do that, just do what he does well, not have to worry about what he doesn't. That's do well. right. Yeah, not asking him to do too much, and just just concentrate on what you're good at. Yeah, I think Friedman tried to play him as a bit of a Nolan type midfielder, like you know, in behind the striker, which he did well at Swansea, but he never clicked. That's right. That's right. He scored a lot of goals at Swansea. Yeah, I and, think and he I scored he's ten for season. Yeah, I, I, the year they went up. And it's, I remember being very happy with that signing because looking at what he'd done in the past, yeah. I thought, oh well, this is a team that needs goals from midfield because since Nolan left, yeah. I mean, how long ago is that now? I bet we've not had a midfield to score more than no. six or seven goals a season at no. most. Oh well, Eagles, but it's more of a wingers. Eagles, sorry, yeah, 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 Eagles. Is a good example, but it's very, very intriguing. I think yeah, he's our top, top scorer in the whole team that season. Never mind just from midfield. Yeah, with the, the thing with the Eagles oh, was for to get those goals. He just took so many shots, used yeah. up so much possession, and a lot of. Have them you never were... seen? Uh, have you never seen Cristiano Ronaldo play, my friend? <laughs> well, no. It's the Ronaldo... same thing. If you have a thousand shots, you're going to score a hundred goals. If you have five shots, you're not going to score any. He's going to look, look at his own average after all. Yeah, but they keep track of the percentages. Ronaldo has something <laughs> like a twenty-five percent of his shots, you know, are on target, and twenty percent. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see Cristiano Ronaldo in the championship. I don't think he could score twelve goals a season like he does. Well, that goal against Tuesday night in Stoke. Come on, that goal against Stoke. Ronaldo's never scored a goal like that against Stoke. <laughs> I'd like to see Ronaldo cut with them. Twats against Reading, put it that way. That's right, yeah, yeah. He's used to La Liga refereeing. It's, it's probably not too different, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think the squad is a weird one. I think we need we need more. We just need more quality. And I know it's like an We've easy got quality, thing to say. but the quality is in the injury room at the minute, isn't it? That's the yeah, trouble. well, we was talking you about that before. We've got, we've got Bogdan, perhaps one of the you know in the top maybe top five goalkeepers in the league. He's only played seven games all season. You've got Craig Davies, who I know he's not been sensational goal scoring wise, but his performances in the first six weeks after yeah, the running came were it were it was on the power with Kevin Davies at his peak. He was an absolute battering ram yeah. and machine. 
and he scored lots of goals. Now, Mark Davies as well, he's five, yeah, six we million need, pound Premier League player 12 months ago. He's, he's not become bad overnight. We need Davis back. Big time. And, and with even people like David Wheaton, you forget Wheaton, um, you know, he's been a Premier League player for, for yeah. the majority of his career. And, and he, he's, he, he plays a few weeks and then drops off. And, you know, there's just no the, consistency the from the best players. And you lose your best players, yeah. you don't stand a chance. Because there's a the lot of average players in this league. Shit. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, no, carry on. Sorry. This, no, we no, were right, this interruption. One final point, yeah, just, just one final point. A lot of average, average players in this team. And look at Burnley last season. They showed what an average team yeah. can do when the above average players in the team, like Danny Ings and Sam Volks, the Burnley, when they can yeah. play every single week and play at their best, it can elevate an average team to greatness. And, and we're suffering because our, our better players, whilst not being world beaters by any stretch, are, are a, you know, a, a nose ahead of, the, of the, the, comp the competition, I think, in terms of what quality they have. Yeah. yeah so that's my, that's my ramble. To, getting back to Lennon for a second, I <laughs> think we can take a look. He's had... In all competitions, he's had 27 matches in charge. That many. Wow, that many. In yeah. those 27, okay. we've scored 37 goals, which is pretty good. That's... We've allowed 35, which is not good, but a lot mm. better than it was before he came. Yeah. At least, at least we're positive, and it's, it's yeah. Been a I would say that I'd be interested to see what the previous uh, the previous 27 games, what those stats would be. I'd be interested to find that. Yeah. Out. Well, what I do have is the first 14 <laughs> matches of the season before Lennon came in. We only that, scored 15 goals in those 14 matches. Horrible. Conceded? 27. So it's a big shift. It's a big shift. What's that minus 12 shift, is it? Something like that? Yeah. It's crikey. So, you know, losing losing four goals here and there is not is a very bottom-under thing to do. That's never going to change, but... On the on the you know on the average, law of averages, if we score more than we can see, you're going to win more games than you're going to lose, and, and eventually you'll do well, you'll do all right for yourself. And our goal conceded thing under Lennon's been hampered recently, hasn't it? With the the couple of four one games we've had that have just decimated us, the Forest derby and Rotherham, where we should have done oh, doing yeah. better. No getting away from that. Hmm. It was interesting. I think it it sort of showed maybe the golf in level between the two leagues that the three at the back worked wonderfully against Liverpool and was yeah. a disaster against, you know, teams like Rotherham and Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't seem to work in the championship, does it? Even though yeah. in, against Liverpool it does work really Formation's a strange thing. He seems to in every game that I've seen lately seems to be the case that you start off with one particular formation. Yeah. Probably does. We haven't really started many games particularly well, and so yeah, we've changed start. formation after 25 minutes, half an hour, and then we've changed it again with 25 minutes left to go. And it, mm -hmm. it's really good having this kind of flexibility. But obviously, it, may, it ponders the question as to whether we're starting games off in the right manner or not. Obviously, Lennon does his research; he knows what he wants to do, he knows what he wants to happen. But I, I wonder whether that's something that we could improve on. Is, is starting games quicker? I mean, for example, today. I was watching Liverpool and the commentator made a point about how Liverpool last season with Suarez often had games won in the first ten yeah. minutes. Now the only, game I, the only game I the only yeah, the only game I can think of that we've ever done that was in Friedman's first season when we played Hull at the Reebok. Oh, and yeah. I think we were three 0 up after about fifteen minutes. We were I a lot of the game. times yeah, a lot <laughs> a lot of the times we were we were a bit too slow to start the game, I think. And I think if we could get off on the right foot 
I think yeah. it would, you know, it would stop any problems like that happening afterwards. Yeah, I agree. With you. We have we do start games really badly, really. and a good example of the tactical flexibility I was on about was Fulham a few weeks ago. We started that game three at the back again, I think, and obviously went one 0 down due to bad defending oh, from defeating yeah. yeah. bad goalkeepers as well. And then, I thought we were going to get battered in that game the way we started, and then then he made a yeah, change, unit change, and we battered them. It was great. Yeah, we did. So I think so. The tactical flexibility is good. Yeah, but um. We do start games too slowly, and it will cost us at some points badly if the team we're playing is better than Fulham, and we can't get back into it. Which I imagine has some. So, overall, I think we we definitely all think Lennon has done a good job, improved on both sides of the ball. The question is, going into next season, you've got to think promotion is is his goal as well as the team's goal. Yeah. Agreed. I think I, I think it's probably quite a good, in one way, it's quite a good thing that we've had a bit of a poor run lately because I think it's probably got rid of any talk of letting him go into the Premier League within the next six yeah. to twelve months. And I think it means that that it's going to allow him the platform to to really to test what he can do at Wanderers and, and bring things up from the, from the ground up, starting in the summer with the, uh, with yeah. the you know the, the inevitable big clear out that's on its way. Mm. I think we just yeah, sort Sorry, go on, no, I finished. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be a hindrance, isn't it? I was just going to say, it just all depends on how much funding he gets. If he's if he's given some money to bring in some of his old type of players, then I can see us. I can see us easily getting playoffs next year if he does it. But yeah. Yeah. if he doesn't, which we have a history of not supporting our managers, we're going to end up having a short squad when we get our inevitable injuries again, yeah. and we'll just have mid-table. What's the word? We'll just be stuck in the table. I can't think yeah, of that. Priority, yeah. That's I, I the, the manager's name is a big deal here because previously we've had what Owen Coyle, fine, you know, yep. nice with the in the newspapers and all that kind of thing. But Neil Lennon is a proper, he's a proper famous manager, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, he, well, we're not signing fucking Steve DeRidder or whatever he's called. We're not signing players <laughs> like that. Danny Butterfield, you know, we, it, we, someone wants to come and play for Neil Lennon, they'll come and play for Neil Lennon, whether he's at Celtic or whether he's at Bolton. Right. People want to work for managers like that. You can see how people talk about him. The, the fact that all these Celtic players were linked to follow Lennon down from Scotland mm-hmm. just because it's Lennon, not because they especially want to play in the Championship or they're especially going to earn tons more money, but the fact they want to follow Lennon, they want to work for a manager like him, and I think that will stand in good stead, and maybe that will supplement a bit of the difference where we perhaps you know you can't afford to buy a, a two million pound player okay. if you find if you can find someone maybe that's up in Scotland that's been forgotten about or someone that's looking back to Big Sam, someone that's out of favour elsewhere and then the sky's the limit after that. Well, we got even, we got Twardzik from Celtic that was really highly thought of, scored a goal and then of course got injured. Standard. Well, seeing what he did against Nottingham Forest, I think maybe giving him a couple of weeks off is a good thing. I was talking to the Celtic fan who does the, the ads piece for the site and he was saying um, he played left back once for Lennon in Celtic and he scored an own goal that game so Let's not do it again. Well, he's improving his ratio then because he didn't score an own goal, but he did cost us that too. And I slipped, didn't he? Poor fella. All right. Thanks, lads. So that concludes another segment of the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Feel nice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another segment of the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast, where we are talking trotters with Chris Manning 
and Liam Omira. Omara. How do you say it? <laughs> Either or. Um, actually, it is Omara, but everyone says Omira. Well, why is it not spelt like that, then? <laughs> I- Irish spelling. Um, yeah, there's a lot yeah, worse making, examples than that. Making trouble for yourself. Making trouble for yourself there. Well, speaking of making trouble for ourselves, <laughs> now we're going to talk about Bolton Wanderers' upcoming match with Blackburn Rovers, our friendly Lancashire neighbours. One kid. <laughs> so, Liam, Rovers are coming off a somewhat impressive nil-nil draw in the FA Cup at Anfield. That sounds familiar. What do you think we're looking at come Wednesday? Well, you know, I mean, we we did a similar thing, um, obviously, this season. And what we saw was that we absolutely capitulated um, following it. And I would expect the same of Blackburn. Games like that take it out of you and out of you. And uh, nothing quite gets teams excited like a local derby, except if you've just been away to a Premier League side. So I think we'll turn up and we'll be up from it fresh from a weekend without playing. And to be honest, I quite expect us to win. Um, what about you, Chris? I totally agree. You know, you're, you're saying that they came off the back of an impressive uh, performance against Liverpool. They bored the tits off me, I must suggest. It's no adventure, no no attack, no nothing. At least when we played Liverpool, we actually tried to win the game. So just trying to ball Liverpool into submission and getting them back to their own ground for a, a lucrative replay. It's just cynical, typical Blackburn Rovers at their absolute worst. No invention. No ambition, just happy to coast along, copying a more successful team from down the road in Bolton Wanderers. So, yeah, I fully agree. We're absolutely dicking on Wednesday night. It's 2 or 3 1, no problem at all. They, their players will have one eye on the replay, one eye on being on the telly again, probably, get a chance to get a move to a proper club and away from Blackburn, away from the slum and the bloody scumbag neighbours and all the clowns you've got living in Blackburn. So, yeah, take them on. Nice quick start, 3 1. Easy, no problem at all. Dennis, I know you're over in the States, but but local derbies exist in American sports, same to do over here. So what do you reckon? Well, I reckon that this is just more proof that our our segments going forward are going to be entirely unbiased and (laughs) and level. But uh, it's quite different, I think, in the U.S. sports because most of the sides are just further apart. Yeah, yeah. You know, we call mm. we call New York and Boston a big rivalry, but really it's over 200 miles between the two. There are very few sides that are just right up the road, like we have yeah, the no situation neighbors. with Blackburn. But yeah, I tend to uh, hopefully think that the same thing will happen to them. I will say uh, their best player today, Blackburn, will will not be eligible for Wednesday's match because he belongs to us. Agreed. He has done very well there by all accounts and they're very keen to keep him and he seems keen to stay there. Um, it just goes to show really, you know, what you know a different manager can do for a player because at fullback for us, whether that was his position or not is a different debate altogether, but he looked genuinely hopeless against any sort of pace for us. But there, he seems to have just gone from strength to strength. Well, he's even admitted himself, hasn't he, that he, he considers himself to be a centre-half, and I reckon you could maybe count on count on one hand the number of times that he played central defence at Bolton. I think maybe two matches because there were injuries 
Friedman exactly, just saw him exactly. as a fullback. You know, you can't expect to, to buy to buy a striker, play him in 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 goal, and then complain that he doesn't score enough goals. You know, so <laughs> it's one of those where so he's obviously he was a, a bit of a square peg in a round hole at times, and, and I think if he had had his chance under Lennon, under a manager that could give him confidence, I think he'd, he'd, he'd end up being the player that we thought we were getting. Mm, well, Let's... looking looking ahead a little more to Wednesday's match in that regard, who is going to play in defense? Because there was a lot of ship shifting, a lot of changing the shape. We've got a lot of injuries back there. What will yeah. our back four actually be on Wednesday? Liam, I'll let you take that one. Very tough. Um, I mean, a lot of media outlets are suggesting that we may have McCarthy in um, from, oh, from, from Palace. Palace. Yeah. Um, I can't see why we wouldn't be bringing in, you know, loan players in that sort of position with the, you know, the injuries that we've got there now. Um, it, it could be anything. I mean, Lennon's, he's not avert to playing a midfielder at fullback either. You know, we've no. seen... We've seen, you know, Vela really show us a completely different side of his game there. And, you know, even Twardzik's played there. And, you know, <sighs> my Celtic fan friends were laughing when I told them that. Um, it seems to be about footballers out on the wings in terms of Lennon's approach. But in, you really can't predict it with the injuries that we've got. I just no, and think... I, think that, I think that's the case. Uh, sorry, Dennis. I think that's the case that uh, we're not really blessed with choice. So it's going to be whoever can do a job. I think that's that go that goes for quite a few positions at this minute in time. It's not going to be Lennon's ideal left back, ideal centre back or midfielder, you know. So whoever can whoever can play, turn up with your boots on the night. You never know. I just sorry for me. I won't interrupt you this time. That's okay. But for me, Josh Vela is so good in the midfield. He just bosses the match. I think I'm happy to put anybody. At right back, I don't care who, because we're going to get more value from Vela in the midfield than we are from whoever else would play if he's at right back. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, and and that again just emphasizes what I said about him playing playing out of position as a necessity. And it just it just happens to be good luck that he's actually you know a reasonably capable right back. But obviously, long term, he, he needs to be in his best position. I think it's done him a world of good, though, at the same time. Um, True. I think a lot Minutes of people... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would have said that his, his issues were defensive. I mean, we're better to work on them, that, you know, that on the in the first team, just constantly defending. I mean, the only time I can think he's ever had a problem was when he was facing McLean when he came on for Wigan late on. And that was yeah, the only time yeah. I've ever, ever sat there and thought, he's not a right-back. You would not have known. Yeah, it's a testament to his ability as well that he can, he can, you know, he can fudge being a right back and, and make a fist of it as well because we've got we've had a few right backs over the years that I thought, well, I can't imagine they're even right backs in the first place. Never mind midfielders doing a bit of a job. Looking back to people like Steinson and and um, even as far, further back than that, we've we've not had a decent right back I don't think in a long, long time. And the no, fact that our I best agree. right back. Is, Best right back of the last five years is, is, a, is a midfielder, and, and he's probably not even played thirty games in his career yet. Mm. Fullbacks are a real issue, though. I think. Well, I think on Wednesday we'll see. You know, we'll see Ream at left back. We'll see Mills and uh, Dervit back in the yeah. middle, 
And I just think I would I would rather see Threlkeld out at right back and Vela in the midfield. Interesting. Interesting. He, 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 I don't he, like him from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with you, Liam. Sorry, you go on. He just, for me, whenever I've seen him, and I, he just doesn't look ready. And I, I, don't, no. I, don't, I think it's, it's dangerous to play them when they're not ready. Um, I obviously Agreed. don't. I wouldn't go down the Dougie Friedman approach of you know never ever being ready ever. But at the same time, from what I've seen from Freckel, he, he he looks terrified. Well, I think it's quite telling the fact that we've had these defensive woes in the last few weeks, and to my knowledge, he's only been on the bench once. And you've got mm. to think that if, that that you know if, if we were desperate, then you know if someone got injured in defence, he, he might be there as an option, but he's not. He's not even been an option. He's just been. He's been, you know, left to left to rot in the reserves almost. I think that Norwich game, you know, Spearing never played for us again, or hardly played for us again after he was so poor in that Norwich game. And I wonder whether the same will happen to Welkel mm. personally. It's a shame because he's, you know, he's a he's a strong lad. He's quick, you know. But for some reason, he just he just worries me. He scares me when he's when the ball's near him. The other option that we've seen Lennon go for is uh, Liam Feeney at right back. Top player. Top player. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly um, a different dimension. It's a very attacking player at right back. I like it. I, I think I like it. I think it's a, it's, an, it's an aggressive approach to the game, and and it goes back to what I said in the previous segment about a quick start to the match and, and having um, Feeney on Feeney on one side, having having anyone else on the other side. It just creates a different dimension to your attack, and I think when when Craig Davies gets back and we've got a focal point at the top. I mean, you saw it today, that uh, number 39 for Blackburn, that gets dead. He, he absolutely rinsed the Liverpool defence because he had a bit of height and a bit of presence and they were chucking crosses in at him. If we were to play that sort of game with Davies, I think we'd benefit from it, especially from the uh, the full-backs. Mm. I would only like to see Feeney at right-back if we had three centre-backs. He'd have to be part of a back-five. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, we've, we've, yeah. we've got the cover behind him. Um I just, I mean, I remember playing Blackburn away last year and uh, we were beaten convincingly. And the main reason for that was the threat that they had down the wings. I think it was Josh King on that particular game that absolutely pummeled us from start to finish. Um, So I wouldn't like us to see us open ourselves up with, you know, really, as much as I like Feeney and I can see the strengths of him, if he was just a fullback, I'd be very worried. So yeah, I mean, see. we've had times in the past where we played, we had real problems with Mark Davies played on the right-hand side with Coyle. Mm. Because um, if you remember, Coyle played Mark Davies on the right-hand side of midfield ahead of Steinson, I think it was. And mm-hmm. Mark Davies has not got any defensive um, mindset, any sort of defensive mode in his brain whatsoever. And we got caned on that right-hand side every single time as a result. You can't just put anyone there. It's got to be carefully considered. What about uh, the other lad from from Manchester United, Jenko? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take this one, Liam. If you don't mind, my my, uh, my uncle goes watching United reserves quite a lot, and, and he was uh, he would tell me about Jenko that he, he rarely ever played anything but right back. When I've seen him play now for Bolton two or three times, and I can't ever imagine him being a right back. He's too good going forward. I don't know what you think about that, Liam, but for me, he'd be wasted at fullback. I must admit, I was um, I was one of the probably you know quite a few people that were very uncomfortable about loaning players from Manchester United. Um, it's not it's not something I you know 
signing one permanently is one thing, but loaning players from them, you know, help. It wasn't something I was comfortable with. Having said that, as soon as I took one look at him, you just thought, what a player this guy is. You know, they've he, got, yeah, he's he's quick, he's strong, he's confident. He's he really reminds right me of that. He really yeah. reminds me of that Chamberlain from Arsenal. He's just a little, a little tank of a player, isn't he? All power and pace. Yeah, he's he's very good. I, he probably, you know, he probably because of his size would make a fine fullback. But in the Championship level, you can't you can't keep a player like that 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 back in the pitch. You've got to go for the Guardiola no. aspect of having your your best players nearer to the goal. He, he's too good to be mm-hmm. at the back at this level. They probably made a mistake loaning him to us. <laughs> we can't play him at the back. <laughs> <laughs> What's all this about loaning place on United? I'll take loan place from anyone if it makes Bolton better. I don't mind. Our problem look, right you know, now is we have we have too many. We're limited to five in the match day squad. It's it's true. Us. It's an interesting it's an interesting problem and not one that I can ever remember was having to deal with in the past. Although I think that rule might have been created because of uh, our buddy Sam Allardyce. In the early 2000s, I think it was probably to do with Watford last year when they tried to uh, <laughs> try to try to cheat their way to promotion by nicking all the players from the uh, from Udinese. There is that as well. Yeah. All right, boys. Then uh, let's get a prediction from from you for Wednesday night. Liam, you go first. Um, obviously Blackburn are having a quite a decent season. To be fair, and got, you know Boy has done a good job of sort of stabilising the ship that was really, you know, they were really struggling as, as a club, not to mention as a team. So we, having said that, off the back of the Liverpool game and us playing really with, with nothing to lose going into a derby that, you know, one of the few things that we can, you know, we can look forward to this year, I think we'll win and we'll win comfortably. I, I, I think 3-1 Bolton. Yeah, I've said 3-1 previously in the last segment, but I think I'm going to revise that and I'm going to go Probably with six nil, I think. Um, I, I think the stresses of the uh, the, energy, the energy that they expended playing Liverpool today. I think that the stress and the worry they're going to have knowing that Bolton Wanderers are coming to town after the tasting we gave them at the Reebok. I just think we're going to have too much for them. I think Feeney's probably going to score all of them. Um, probably set up by Neil Dance. He's probably going to set them all up because he's a good player. In. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, never had a bad word to say about Neil Bond. No, 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 no. I, I rate him. I mean, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even blagging you now. I, I do rate the lad, and I just think uh, we've got. Uh, we're due a dominant win over somebody because we've been playing well, not really scoring the goals. But in all, in all fairness, I fancy three one is, is a fair score. I think get Lafondre on the score sheet. I think it's going to be a good one. Three points for the boys. Everyone's going to go home happy. The only thing that's slightly worrying. Is the, uh, the the noise from the club about the number of tickets we've sold, which is a bit disappointing. Apparently, only uh, only fifteen hundred tickets have been sold so far, which is very unusual for an away game against Blackburn, given that we normally take uh, at least you know at least three thousand people. I, I I understand there's going to be a lot of people turning up on the day, buying tickets on the door, going in and what have you, but it'd be nice to see us uh, fill that end again and get an atmosphere going like this, like in, in past years, and coming away with all the points in like in past years as well. My big concern is that our away form has been really poor. True, overall. true. No getting away from that. And um, I think it's going to be a lot closer than we would prefer, a lot closer than we're comfortable with. I still think we're going to nick it, 
2-1, but I don't think it's going to be a pleasant experience for Wanderers supporters. Well, it's Blackburn, isn't it? It's a pleasant experience for anybody. <laughs> no, no. Now, now, at least it's not Burnley. <laughs> hey, but a lot going for it that Blackburn never have. You've got electric money, water. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the conclusion of another segment of the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Liam. All right, everybody. So here we are again, back at the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast, where we are talking trotters all day ahead of our Wednesday evening match against Blackburn Rovers. And this little segment of the podcast is all about fan interaction. What do you guys think? So I've got with me Dan Murphy. Hello, Gabe. And Dan has asked a question of you guys on Twitter. Dan, tell them what the people think. Yeah, we've we've kept it simple for the first go, since not many of you are probably ready for us and all that. So we've just kept an easy question this time. Where do you think we'll finish... The season, what, what position do you think we'll finish in the table? And at Comrade Wanderer, kick straight off with top, obviously, which is a wee bit ambitious, I must say. <laughs> then we've got a more realistic approach with from at S underscore J underscore Heathcote, I think. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, pal. So it's probably around 14th question mark. Then at Jonas Sollers says, I really can't see Bolton climbing up higher than 14th. So I'll go with that. At Holden Howe thinks, I'd love to be able to say top half, but thinking 15th rebuild for next season, which I can imagine, as we've discussed, is a big thing. This summer's going to be a big um, time of transition for us, isn't it, guys? Mm, definitely. Then um, at Chris underscore Warby says, 17th, about eight points clear from relegation. So nothing stupendous, but... Very much safe and sound for the rebuilding process. Um, down the Manny Road, at Down the Manny RD, um, plainly says 15th. Thanks for the insight, Bolt. <laughs> um, at the Matthew Pryor says, well, he says, time to start listening to podcasts then, I, I guess. So, yes, it is, Matthew. You need to listen to us all the time. And then he says, to answer your question, we'll finish 15th. A lot of people thinking 15th, apparently. Mm. And um, at Luke underscore BWFC says, we'll finish around 13th, I think. Our home form is strong, but our away form is crushing us. Hopefully we'll be starting next year. Yeah, our away form is really bad, isn't it? We do need to start that out soon, because we've missed so many points. Mm. Yeah, I think between that and, and the injuries, um, yeah. I would go a little more pessimistic than some of these guys that think we're going to get up to 13th or 14th. Why do you think Caraway Farm is so bad, Dennis? Because I mean, any, any like reason to piss on you think the reason for it would be so bad is? You know, I think just it's the, the defending. Yeah. We talked about a little earlier, maybe the defending hasn't been quite as poor as the numbers yeah. would say, but it seems like, especially away from home... We just always have that moment of lost concentration, that yeah. moment where a player slips, mm. or you know. Uh... I also think our, our our home support 
as Chris pointed out on the site a couple of days ago, is quite atrocious at times. But it seems like we can galvanise players a bit more because away from home, we just tend to the players tend to just drop, and you can see we never get back into a game. Maybe it is the home support that just drives us on a bit at home, which is more than what I can say for which is different in recent years. Mm. Anyway, okay, we say so. So I think ultimately we'll probably end up. It's gonna. I don't want to compare Neil Lennon to uh, Gary Megson, yeah. but it sort of feels a little like one of those Megson seasons where we finish, you know, just safe. Yeah, like within yeah. six or seven points of relegation, but never yeah, really so. having been yeah. in danger of relegation. Yeah, yeah. I can see that too. At, at Seb underscore Francis says fifteenth too, above Reading, Leeds, Brighton, Rotherham, Fulham, Millwall, Wigan, and Blackpool. And I think the final, um, the final, uh, I've forgotten the word again, I'm bad tonight, but the final um, answer was from at Kaze23, I think. Kaze, Kaze23. Um, I would say 12th, and that's still one heck of an achievement considering where we started. It is, it would be, and I personally don't think we'll get that high, but if we did, I'd be very happy. But yeah, and that's all we've got from the fun interaction this week but hopefully next time we do it we're all a bit more prepared and we can get our question out a bit earlier and we can have lots of chat yeah. and lots of opinions because that's what it's about opinions indeed I think to to finalise it with where we finish it all depends on if Lennon can find a way to rediscover the early form we yeah, had indeed, under yeah. him or if this sort of lull is going to continue yeah. till the end I think a big aspect of it is if we can get Mark and Craig Davis back fit for the running. If we can get those two players back firing, then we might have just that bit more of a spark to do it. But till till they return, till we're getting a bit more, bit more players back in the squad, I think we're just gonna middle out the season and it'll end with an underwhelming fizzle. Mm. All right, thanks, Dan. Now we're at the no, point in the podcast where we. Remind everybody who we are and where they can find us. We are from the Lion of Vienna Suite blog. That's on SB Nation. You can find us at lionofviennasuite.com with just about daily thoughts, opinions, yeah. reports. As long as it's not a slow news day, we can get some stuff up for everyone. And even on a slow news day, we try to, you know, yeah. troll some Indeed. players on Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. So you can always find us there. You can also Indeed. find us on Twitter. Dan, you want to give the people your Twitter handle? Oh, well, I am at Nabrowski, as I'm sure you probably don't know. Don't we right. do the rest? Don't we do the rest? This is awkward, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am I'll, at Dennis R. Chase. You and you can, can get me. you can get Chris, who you heard earlier, at 19Manning83. And you can get... Liam at Liam underscore O'Myra. So give us all a follow and come and talk to well come and tell us how shit we are if you want or come and be nice and have a lovely conversation. Indeed. And there'll be uh more writers from the line of Vienna Suite on future episodes. Yeah. So that should be fun. Get the whole roster in as many things as we can. Alright, all right. thank you, Dan. Well done. No worries, Pat. Thank you, everybody. And...
up the Wanderers. <laughs> we need a, we need a witty outline, don't we? <laughs> we need to discuss that. <laughs> we should have done that before I hit record. Damn it. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> see you later, guys. All right, bye-bye.